Welcome to Textonation. Joining us is Molly Vandenberg, a trends expert at Google. Thank you for joining us, Molly. Thank you so much for having me, Fred. What we're talking about today is digital well-being, uh, some tools that Google has to help people, I guess, cope with everything that, that seems to be falling upon us all these days. Give us a little overview, first of all. Of course. As you mentioned, it's a very stressful time, and we are seeing people be really interested in ways to take care of themselves, specifically around technology as well. When we looked at searches over the past couple of months for well-being topics, the first is the definition of well-being, which you might expect. But the second one is digital well-being. So people are really interested in how to develop good habits. Maybe they've noticed that they're spending more time with their devices. We've also seen search interest in screen time increase over the course of the pandemic. So people are trying to figure out a new routine and how they can tackle that. And for me, a lot of ways, what I think is that it starts with awareness. And so one of the tools that we reference a lot is that on our Android devices on your phone, we have a digital well-being dashboard, and that's kind of your first step because it's going to show you where you're spending your time, what apps you're really investing in, maybe even how many times you unlock your phone. And that can give you a sense of sort of where your baseline is, so then you can set goals for yourself, and we have tools to help you accomplish that and figure out what that balance is going to be that works best for you. And this, uh, I guess it's valuable, not just to, people like to point at teenagers and such, but... They're not the only guilty parties here, are they? They are not. I think it's something that we can all learn, and it's something that's top of mind for adults as they think about how do I juggle working from home maybe and also maybe socializing online. A lot of us have adapted to this new normal and have spent more time with our devices, so I think it applies to everyone, and it's also something that parents can think about in terms of screen time for their children. So I think as you know, residents of this particular time, we all need to think about our habits and figure out what that balance is going to be. And does it take more than simple awareness? Are there other tools that people can use to sort of limit things? There are. I think awareness is the first step, but then once you see, okay, I tend to spend a lot of time on social media. You can set app timers for those particular maybe problem areas for you. Or I know for me, another one that I find really valuable is that on YouTube, I tend to find that I love to watch videos, but I can watch one after another and not really understand how much time is passing. So in knowing that time watch profile there, I can also set reminders even to go to bed. A lot of times I'm watching these things right as the last thing I do at night. And that gentle nudge to say, hey, you know, you've been at this for a while. It might be time to turn in can be really helpful. It seems simple, but sometimes we all need that. And I don't know if you've uh, Google has been able to quantify at all how much more time people are are spending uh, with their devices Uh while they're working from home instead of in the office. I think, you know, if they're in the office, there are coworkers and such nearby keeping an eye on them uh, or bosses. Um, when they're at home, I guess uh, they have a little more freedom. Certainly a little more freedom. And as you said, I don't necessarily have data to quantify that. I think it's different for everyone. But that is what some of those tools raising awareness can help people with on a personal level. And then another thing that I think is a tool to help you limit maybe at all is if you have a Nest Wi-Fi system in your home, 
which is our router system that's going to blanket your home and mesh Wi-Fi. One of the tools that I really like on this that a lot of people will use for their families to help people disconnect during dinner time or game time, but sometimes I just use it as a way to sort of turn my own tech off to say that you can pause or schedule that Wi-Fi. So it can be a good way to kind of shut everything down so that way you're not tempted to go online. On the other hand, I guess we can use these devices to to help us when it comes to getting a little bit more active or or lowering stress levels. Indeed we can. I think that exercise is really important and it's something that we've seen be the case for people over the course of the past couple of months. Search interest in exercise itself hit an all-time high globally. And as you mentioned, there are some great ways to use technology to help you with that. The first one is just getting ideas about how to stay active. And I think that YouTube's collection of exercise with me videos can be great for discovering something that's actually enjoyable, whether that's dancing or whether that's walking, whatever it is that works for you. And then finally, I find that I'm a runner and I love to run and I always feel better after I do it. But sometimes it's just the getting ready portion that's the hardest part. And so I really like to use Google Fit for that because I can set goals for myself for the week. And so if I notice that I'm behind, then I feel a little bit more pressured into getting out there, which can be really useful because staying active is so important. And Google also is useful in in helping us get a better night's sleep. Not that if you put your phone by your bed, uh, it's tempting to be checking social media and whatnot, but uh, it can be useful to have that phone nearby, right? Yeah, there are some really useful things and some new features that we brought to Pixel that we're going to be bringing to more Android devices later this summer. And one of those is bedtime mode. So what's super great about bedtime mode is that it's going to, based on when it knows that you want to go to bed, be able to sort of wind down your phone and turn it into grayscale to make it maybe a little bit less appealing, maybe even give you a reminder that, hey, you know, you set this time in the clock app as to when you want to go to bed. It might be time to start putting your device aside. Or the other thing that it can do if you have your phone nearby is that there's a feature called the sunrise alarm. And so when you're thinking about waking up in the morning after what was hopefully a good night's sleep, you're able to kind of wake up gradually because the phone screen starts to illuminate or you can incorporate sounds in that as well. And that could be a good gentle way to start the day right before that sound alarm. And, and finally, uh, Molly, I, I guess when we're talking about this whole experience that we're going through with the pandemic, uh, these devices have been tremendously useful in, in helping to keep families together, virtually, if not in person. They really have been. I think that one of the things that is top of mind for a lot of people is that social distancing doesn't become social isolation. So that element of connection really is important. And we do that in a couple of different ways. Earlier this summer, we made Google Meet, our business quality video conferencing service, free for anyone to use. You can start video meetings for your happy hours or just touching up. And then, of course, we have Google Duo as well, which is a video calling app. And that can be a great way to get in touch with your loved ones. That way you can feel close to them, even if you aren't physically close to them. Terrific. Is there a place people can go to for for more information on some of these things? For more information on these search trends, you can head to google.com slash trends. And then, of course, on these features, the Google blog is always a great place to start. Molly Vandenberg, thank you for taking the time with us and stay healthy. You too. Thank you so much for having me.
Now this. How many companies out there have continued to innovate when it comes to building a better radio? I'm Fred Fishkin, host of Textination, and I'm here to tell you about the new CC SkyWave SSB radio from the wonderful people at C-Crane. Bob and his crew really love radio, and it shows in this new compact model that is packed with features. Beyond great AM and FM reception and sound, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. Listen to ham radio operators, aviation, and more. It's the radio you'll turn to every day and in emergencies. It will run for nearly three days on just two AA batteries. Pair the sleep timer with the new Soft Speaker 3, and you've got the perfect radio for your nightstand. Of course, it can wake you up too. Click on Ccrane at textination.com and put in the code textination for a free flashlight with your order. They love radio, and you'll love Ccrane.